and end in light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades by Calchexis Read by Sam Gabriel Based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 5 It was sort of charming, if Lux thought about it really hard. Not so charming that she wasn't developing an unsettling twitch in her left eye, but it was definitely charming. Endearing, really. Why? Garen muttered as he stepped up beside her. The aerial birth tower of High Silvermere was little more than rubble. The hundred-foot-tall spire that had served as the primary link for incoming and outgoing airships had been toppled like a rotten tree. Little more than the first floor and a bit of the second remained standing, and all around it fires burned like a scene from a mythological apocalypse. The tower's death had dragged every single ship that had been moored to it down to the ground. Dozens of crew who had been on the ships at the time had died in an instant. Most of the tower crew had, too. Even the injured didn't look like they would make it through the night. None of that was what put the horrified look on Lux's face, though. It was the monkey. The monkey's head that Jinx always liked to scribble in her notebooks or on her gear was crudely graffitied onto one of the largest remaining walls of the tower berth. It was covered in question marks, too, although Lux wasn't sure what the meaning of those were. The biggest question, though, was the one that her brother had just so vehemently asked. Why? I'm sure I have no idea, Lux said. But I know who did this. Fire brigades were storming around the place trying to put out the fires from all the fallen airships, the buildings that had been around the tower, mostly warehouses for cargo vessels to offload and unload goods, were in ruins. There was no telling how much had been lost. It was mindless destruction at its most extreme, and for the first time, Lux found herself unable to grasp what Jinx was thinking. Usually she could lay hands on a thread of logic. Even if that logic was basically insane, it was still a form of logic, and it still followed a set of rules. This... Lux couldn't grasp this, and that terrified her. Had she done it wrong? When she'd gone into Jinx's mind with her magic and released all of those memories, had she done it wrong? Had she blown it all up? Lux swallowed thickly as she wrapped her arms around herself and shuddered. She should have stayed until Jinx had woken up, stayed to make sure she was okay. Damn the Radiant. Damn every single one of those wizened old zealots. She should have stayed. Garen laid a hand on Lux's shoulder. It's that madwoman, isn't it? Jinx? Lacking the confidence to speak, Lux simply nodded. We'll catch her this time, Garen assured her. She will not find us as easy prey as she did Noxus. She'd never say it aloud to Garen, but frankly, Lux would have put better odds on Noxus than on Demacia. When it came to battlefield tactics and discipline, Demacia was certainly more than a cut above the rest, but in terms of urban combat and counterterrorism, they were woefully underprepared. It was going to be a bloodbath. A harsh whistle went up, cutting through Lux's thoughts, and she was moving towards the sound before she had time to fully register it with Garen right on her heels. She hadn't even reached the source, 
a picket guard on the outward edge of the disaster zone, when she saw the reason for the call. There was an airship with the name Iliamar etched along the side in sweeping letters incoming and descending to low altitude. Its speed was slow and fixed, and the backwash from the Hextech engines was kicking up a veritable storm of debris. Pull the picket back! Luck shouted over the howl of the engines. That's a Pilsoven ship! Hold fire and wait! These may be allies! It didn't take long for her to be proven correct as rappel lines were thrown over the side of the deck. A moment later, two familiar figures appeared on a rapid descent from the Iliamar. That's... Yes, Luck said, cutting her brother off. The sheriff and her wife. I suppose that confirms the compit beyond a shadow of a doubt? Indeed, Garen grunted. The moment the two women hit the ground, the Iliamar began pulling rapidly upward. As far as Lux understood, those engines were not made to idle or hover, and were certainly not made for a terrestrial landing. Hopefully they could find a berth elsewhere, or else they would be forced to return to Piltover. Lux! The redoubtable sheriff of Piltover came sprinting across the green towards her and Garen, and Lux waved off the Damasian guards that reacted with their usual efficiency to an oncoming threat. Sheriff Caitlin, Lux replied sharply, do you mind telling me why my kingdom is on fire? She came to a halt, only slightly winded, and said, Yes, and I'm so sorry, but this is Jinx's doing. We've been on her trail since the day before, and we'd hoped to catch her before the ship she stowed onto made it to Silvermere, but... Guess we missed her by a minute, Vi said dryly, looking around at the ruin. This is messy even by her standards, though. It is, Lux agreed. But the question is, why? Caitlin shook her head. Best guess is that she wants to finish the fight she started with you on the Prospero during the Noxus incident, but we're genuinely not sure. Worst thing, Vi interjected, is that the only reason the two of us are here is that Jinx wants us here. Lux raised an eyebrow. How can you be sure? she asked gravely. Vi reached into her vest and drew out a slip of cardstock that had clearly been defaced and held it out to Lux. She took it and glanced over the face of it. It was a postcard for High Silvermere, the kind sold in Piltoven souvenir markets for wealthy tourists. Flipping it over, she scanned the simple message, then sighed. That doesn't leave much room for doubt, Lux said after a moment. No, it doesn't, Caitlin replied mournfully. I'm not sure why Jinx wants us here. I'm not even fully sure why she came here. With that said, I don't intend to allow her to simply run roughshod over Damasia, especially after everything you've done for us. Can we expect any more reinforcements from Piltover? Karen asked, looking around. Surely you didn't come alone. At that, Caitlin winced. Unfortunately, that's complicated, she said quietly. The short of it is that, due to the machinations of the Piltoven Council, my role as sheriff has been largely crippled. I could not command a force to join me without council approval, as it's now a military asset, and that approval might have taken days. Aren't you two technically military assets as well, then? Lux asked. How did you manage to get clearance to come here? Vi snorted out a laugh and said, She told them that she was going, and that if they didn't like it, they could, um... What'd you say, Cupcake? That they could damn well court-martial me when I get home, I think, Caitlin replied wildly. Besides, this is a Piltoven problem come to foreign soil. We have responsibilities, so they cleared the approval, for Vi and I alone. Garen crossed his arms and shook his head. 
Politicians, he grunted derisively. If they could clear you two, they could have given you a contingent. Sounds to me like they're hoping you don't come back. And then they can make a martyr of me having met a heroic end at the cruel hands of a Zolmite criminal in defense of our stalwart allies. Caitlin said in a tone so arid it made Sharima seem damp. Thanks for a smashing good headline, don't you think? Let's not give them the pleasure, Lux replied while internally weighing the pros and cons of letting it happen anyway. Garen nodded. Given that this woman is one of yours, I'll defer to your expertise in hunting her, he said. Our resources and I are at your disposal, Sheriff Kiriman. Lux grit her teeth. As much as she wanted to, she couldn't say anything counter to that. Garen wasn't just her older brother, he was the commander of the Dauntless Vanguard, and currently the highest-ranking military officer present during what was clearly a military operation. The best Lux could do was serve as an aide and adjutant, a glorified advisor, due to her standing outside the traditional military ranks. And from an objective viewpoint, Garen's approach was wise. Demacians had no idea how to hunt a Zarnite criminal, but Caitlin and Vi had extensive experience in it. It would have been foolish not to grant her such authority. It just put a sour taste in Lux's mouth. What's our first step? Lux asked politely, only just managing to keep her emotions from her face. Caitlin gave Lux an apologetic look. Our first step, unfortunately, is to secure you. Lux stiffened. I beg your pardon? The only reason any ass could figure Jinx would come here, Vi interjected, is for you. Ice sluiced down Lux's spine. Oh, she muttered. Why is that? Impossible. They couldn't know. They couldn't. Vi raised an eyebrow. The fight? she said, as if surprised that Lux hadn't come to the same conclusion. On the Prospero, remember? You fought Jinx to a standstill, but the airship went down before you could finish. I know it doesn't make sense to you, but Jinx... She'd want to finish the fight, and I can't think of any other reason she'd come to Demacia. The annoying thing was that, under normal circumstances, Vi wouldn't be wrong. Jinx was absolutely the type of person to obsess over a relatively mild detail like not getting to finish a fight. Understand that this is not a judgment on your combat capabilities, Caitlin said. But since we can only assume that you're her target, that means that we cannot let her reach you. So we're going to secure you, and then Vi and I will hunt her. She turns to Garen. With help from the locals, I hope. Garen gave a sharp nod. Lux clenched her jaw, then blew out a breath between her teeth and said, You were sidelining me in the defense of my own city? Sorry, Lux, for real, Vi said. But this is how it's gotta go, at least for now. If you're what she wants, then you're what we gotta make sure she doesn't get. I will not sacrifice my home for my own skin, Lux said sharply. If I am who she wants, then I will face her myself. A heavy hand landed on her shoulder and gripped it, and Lux looked up at her brother's stern countenance. There was an apologetic softness in his eyes as he shook his head and said, Your ardor in defending the kingdom is admirable. But we must not sacrifice justice on the altar of convenience. We will apprehend this criminal on our terms, not hers. Once again, Lux found herself weighing her options for just betraying everything here and now and running off to join Jinx. That was reckless, though. For once, she truly had no idea what was going through Jinx's mind. 
She prayed there was some reasoning behind all of this destruction and madness, and if there was, then all she could do was trust Jinx. For now. Fine, Luck said quietly. I'll step aside. But only for so long. This is the city of my birth, and I will not rest idle as it burns. Thank you, Ketwin said softly. I know what it means to be asking this of you. Truly, she didn't, but that wasn't her fault. It didn't make Lux want to strangle her any less. All Lux could do now was let them hunt Jinx and pray that Jinx was the better hunter. Bells were ringing through the city. Bells. This place was so hilariously backward that it looped right back around to not being funny anymore. In Piltover and Zon, they'd be blaring raid klaxons. Enforcers would be filing through the streets with their rifles trained on the rooftops while aerial skiffs darted between the spires. Even Noxus probably had better response times than this place. Seriously, how was Demacia even still standing? Ziggs could have turned this city into paste in his sleep. Where were all the criminals? What kind of criminals did they even have if they were this lax about everything? Was it actually possible that everyone here was a happy-go-lucky, law-abiding citizen? Shit. This place must have fantastic schools. Jinx sighed as she pulled one of her detonators out of her pocket and pushed the red button, and in the distance another watchtower exploded. Red and orange flames lit the night and screams filled the air as it toppled over like a rotten tree, and Jinx couldn't help but chuckle. Tucking that detonator away, she pulled out another one and hit the button, and what she was pretty sure was a guard blockhouse suddenly had a ton of assembly required. Getting to her feet, Jinx cracked her neck and looked around. There were fire brigades rushing around, screams and yells, the chorus of chaos, and the air was filling with the smell of smoke and flaming debris. What a comforting aroma. The detonations had been in two different sections of the city, and if it were just the Damasians, they'd probably be thrashing around like a headless cistern snake trying to find her. It wasn't just Damasians, though. Top Hat and Fat Hands were here, and they knew better than that. It had been a gamble on getting them here. Thought she'd been pretty sure it would work. After everything that had happened, those two weren't about to just let her run roughshod over an ally. Some ally they turned out to be. More like an ally-ability, right? Jinx snorted, then rolled onto her back and started roaring with laughter, kicking her legs as she cackled. Too bad Lux wasn't here. She'd have loved that joke. Catching her breath, Jinx sat back up and looked back towards the retreating lights of the airship that had been in her tail for the past day. It had been close. They'd almost caught up. She'd had to redline the Parnius's engine to get to Damasia before them. Good thing she didn't need it afterward. They had followed the trail, and now everyone was gathered together. She could ask Blondie her question, and then they could finally be free. It could all happen at once. Lux would finally be free. Jinx smiled as she imagined the looks on everyone's faces. That was something to look forward to, but before that, she had to make a good show of it. She had to make her point to Blondie. That was another good reason to have Violet and her fancy lady wife here. After all, without those two, these idiots would never catch her. How the hells are we supposed to catch her? Vibe bit out as she leaned over a map of High Silvermere. It had been eight hours since she'd detonated as many bombs. There were scattered reports of a woman matching Jinx's description running across the rooftops, but every time they showed up it was always too late— Demacia had no protocols for this. They had no recourse for the kind of mindless violence that Jinx was capable of. This is embarrassing, Tiana Crowncourt spat. This woman is making a mockery of us. How is it a single madwoman can lay siege to an entire city so effectively? Jinx is not just any madwoman. 
Caitlin said, moving between the two of them. She may seem so, but she was trained to collapse governments by a man who considered it to be an art form as much as a battle tactic. She leaned in and flattened out the map. To us, these strikes might seem random, but I somehow doubt that. There's a pattern here. We just need to see it. Tiana blew out a breath, visibly forcing herself to calm down before leaning and glowering at the map. A watchtower and a bunkhouse. Both reasonable military targets, she said, but then... She tapped the next two targets. An empty market square and an emporium. Civilian targets of no strategic value. Next was two sections of High Silvermere's outer wall, Caitlin continued. But they're northern sections, lightly patrolled, and there weren't even any casualties. What was the point? What's beyond that wall? Nothing, Tiana replied. Wilderness and mountains, a few small villages, but none within less than a day's travel, even at speed. Vi leaned in as well and furrowed her brow. Then why even build the wall, she asked. Why bother? On the incredibly unlikely possibility that someone attempted to use the mountain passes to flank the city, Tiana said, tapping the upper reaches of the map, and to keep the odd wild beast from simply wandering in. All manner of dangerous creatures have been seen from the walls, mostly come from the Freyold, even a drake once. Shaking her head, Vi sighed. It still didn't make any sense. Her sister was mad, but this was just stupid. Jinx wasn't stupid. Two military targets, two civilian targets, and two chunks blown out of a wall, and then the latest two, which had just come in a few moments ago. I kind of get these. Vi tapped the last two targets. Jinx has a thing for defacing monuments, so that ain't surprising. Who are they of? Caitlin asked, thumbing through the report and skimming it. Anger twisted Tiana's face. It was strange to see, because she really did look like an older Lux, older and harder. They had a lot of the same basic features, though. The straight blonde hair, the high, patrician facial structure, and sharp blue eyes were all shared. Their personalities could not have possibly been more different, though. The first was of my brother, Peter Kramgard. The other was of the late King, Jarvan, she said. Mm, Jinx ain't a fan of kings. Vi said. In truth, neither was she. Caitlin's brow scrunched, and Vi turned to her, recognizing the signs of threads being connected in her mind. Slowly, her wife leaned in and scanned the map again, her eyes picking out something that the rest of them weren't seeing. What you got, Cupcake? Vi asked. Two military targets, two civilian targets, two defensive targets, two monuments. It can't be that easy, can it? Caitlin muttered. What? Tiana asked harshly. I think she's going in some kind of order, Caitlin replied, sounding as baffled as Vi felt. Whatever order is in her head, anyway, two of each. Military, civilian, defense, nobility, and religious, that's the one that's missing. Tiana's eyes widened. Then she looked at Caitlin and said, Why? Why would she be so predictable? I don't know, Caitlin replied, shaking her head. I do, Vi said as she looked up from the map. The other two women looked up expectantly at her as she silently fished the postcard from her jacket pocket and held it up. Well, Caitlin pressed. She's on vacation, Vi said hollowly. So she's sightseeing. As she spoke, 
Another explosion rocked the city. Vi stormed down the main thoroughfare to the Temple of the Protector. The last bomb had gone off at the Shrine of Kings, a mortuary temple that held the remains of many of Demacia's ancient noble lines. Tiana's outrage had been a sight to behold. They hatched a plan as quickly as their limited time allowed. Tiana took her forces to guard the southern approach to the temple, while Garen took to the north to ensure the holes in the walls wouldn't provide an easy flight path. Caitlin was moving along the rooftops, making for a nearby sniper's roost to cover the temple itself in case Jinx tried to make her escape into the city streets. Vi led the insertion team. A cracked demi-company of Demacian legionnaires from the Dauntless Vanguard itself, her fighting-style favored tight quarters and in-building battles while Garen, Tiana, and Caitlin's favored more open fields. It had been a simple tactical choice, if a grudging one. Tiana had allowed it only because her strategic sense overruled her pride. I thought you said she was here for Lux, Tiana had snarled at them. It was an educated guess, and she may still be, Caitlin had replied. But Jinx is also mad, remember? The concept of her delaying her goal to soak in the sights is unfortunately not out of character. Tiana had not been happy. We've got bodies, mum, the sergeant called out as they approached the temple stairs. Men and women in robes, clergy maybe, lay crumpled on the stairs. They looked to have been fleeing. She had shot them in the back. Vine grit her teeth and braced herself as she approached the bodies and knelt, then let out an almost painful sigh of relief. They're alive. She said in disbelief, Jinx, just zap them. They'll be out for several hours, but they'll live. The sergeant, a weathered older man with a frankly intimidating handlebar mustache, scowled past his visor at Vi before asking, Why would she do that? She doesn't strike me as a type to pull her punches, if you don't mind me saying. I don't know, Vi admitted. I never know why she does most of what she does, but I'm glad she did it. Now, come on, we've got to climb all these fucking stairs. Each of these fucking steps represents one of the holy catechisms of the Protector, the sergeant said pointedly. Yeah? Well, they also represent a whole ass extra step I've got to walk up to get to the woman who's blowing holes in your city, Vi replied. Don't suppose you all thought to install an elevator? No. Fuck. Vi sighed, then stood and turned to start the arduous climb. She got all of three steps up before a flash of movement near the summit caught her eye. She barely had time to scream, Shields! Before a flensing rain of gunfire from Jinx's minigun chewed apart the fine marble around her. Credit to the soldiers, they moved with the speed of aggressive discipline, locking into formation around the bodies of the clergy and dropping to their knees with their shields up. Whatever their armor was made of, it repelled Jinx's shots, sending the bullets ricocheting away with chime-like pings of metal. Throwing her arms up, Vi engaged her barrier and began charging up the stairs, while Jinx cackled and continued to fire. Took you long enough, fat hands, Jinx crowed. Damn it! Vi roared, and cycled up the core in her atlas gauntlets, redlined them, then thrust a fist out, and sent herself rocketing up the steps. Jinx's shots chewed divots and dents into her gauntlet, but rather than commit, she spun about on her heel and bolted away. A pair of clinks sounded as she vanished, and suddenly colored smoke exploded out from above Vi. Shit! Vi pulled back the power on her gauntlets even as she clapped a hand over her mouth. She had too much momentum, though, and ended up careening into the cloud anyway. Well, at least it's not corrosive, Vi thought sullenly as she held her breath and started edging upwards toward the summit. 
She kept low in case Jinx decided to try filling the smoke with some hot lead, but nothing came of it. And by the time she emerged, her clothing and gauntlets stained with colorful swaths of blue and pink, she found the upper reach of the temple approach deserted, save for more bodies of stunned clergy. Again she had left them alive. Why? To delay them? Were they bait? Some weird sense of being polite? It was all even odds with Jinx. There was no way to tell for sure, so Vi put it in the back of her mind. It didn't matter anyway. All that mattered was cornering her before she did more damage. Hopefully they had gotten there before she could mine the place. Vi supposed she was going to find out soon enough. The sergeant crested the stairs a few moments later along with his demi-company. Surprisingly, none of them seemed winded despite having climbed hundreds of stairs in full plate. One more thing she couldn't fault about the Damasians. Their physical abilities were absolutely rock-solid. These men and women were used to fighting for hours in the most grueling of circumstances, and a flight of stairs clearly didn't make that cut. Well, ma'am, Muldus? the sergeant asked. Advance into the temple, Vice said, brushing some of the dust from her jacket. Mind the blind corners. We clear it room by room, secure it by the wing. That's a big temple, ma'am, he replied. Yeah, no shit, Vi said flatly. Let's get started. As you say. It was slow progress. They advanced down every hall with shields up and at the ready, in case Jinx popped out from the corner to gun them down. They opened every door, expecting an explosive or a rocket to fly through it. Nothing happened. They locked down the main gates and cleared the east wing and the west along with the main nave until... What's left? Vi asked after hours of searching. The sanctum? And the high priest's quarters, the sergeant said. The quarters? Vi turned to look at him. Hey, uh, out of curiosity, these priests, do they, uh, live pretty well, you think? Fancy duds and stuff? I suppose, he replied. Of course they do. Vi cracked her knuckles and nodded for them to advance. Rich folks were all the same, which she realized was a little hypocritical since she was one of them now. They all had fancy shit all over the place, though. Good booze, smokes, and all kinds of little vices that no one on the streets would ever be able to afford. Why shouldn't the bigwig priests of Demacia be the same? That's where Jinx would be, Vi was sure of it. That was absolutely her style. The only question now was the same question she'd had at the start. Why? The closer they got to the high priest's quarters, the more obvious it was that there was no other way out. So why would she come here? Why would she corner herself? Holding up a hand, she signaled the soldiers behind her to stop. They came to a halt like clockwork, and not for a first time, Vi found herself wishing her enforcers had a tenth their discipline. After this, maybe she could request a trainer from Tiana, assuming they still wanted anything to do with Piltover after everything that had happened, which would be fair. Did you hear that? Vi asked. Something faint was coming from the priest's chambers. Aye, the sergeant whispered back. Like a song. Vi inched closer to the door, straining to hear until she had her ear pressed to the wood. I'll take what you can spare I ask of you a penny My fortune it will be I ask you without envy We raise 
snow mighty towers Our homes are built of stone Her heart clenched at Jinx's raspy but surprisingly gentle soprano. It felt like a stone was lodged in her throat. Sitting here unable to see her, Vi could almost picture Jinx as she used to be, and Powder as she might have been. If only things hadn't gone so wrong, if only there'd been some kind of peace, it could have been so good. Powder could have been so good. Without thinking, she stood and pushed open the door. Mommy didn't check for... Click. Vi barely got her fists up in time to avoid the explosion from the trio of grenades that had been attached to the door. Her right hand, which she'd opened it with, took the brunt of it, but with her left she managed to get most of her barrier up to avoid the shrapnel. Dead. We're dead, Vi thought in a panic. Barrier's low. Armor's compromised. The moment she fires, we're dead. She expected the whine and chatter of gunfire any moment, but nothing happened. It was silent, and Vi struggled to even move. If she moved, Jinx would open fire, she was sure of it. Except why wait? Why wait for her to move? Why wait for the smoke to clear? Why were any of them still alive after that blunder? The smoke began to clear, and as it did... So come across the river and find the world below. Vi waved the smoke away with her sparking right gauntlet and advanced a few steps forward, the flickering barrier of the left still held up. Jinx! She stepped into the priest's quarters and froze. Jinx was sitting in a plush easy chair with her rocket launcher, fish bones resting on her shoulder and pointed at the door, while her mechanical arm was fitted into Pow Pow, and those barrels were already spinning up, idling at low revs, also pointed at the door. Hey, sis, Jinx said with a faint smile. Hey, Jinx, Vi said weakly. What, um, what you doing? Hood rat shit, Jinx replied, her smile widening. I hit up the gift shop on the way through here, by the way. They had some great stuff. She nodded off to the side. Then Vi looked over at the desk at the other side of the room. It was piled high with gleaming weapons, jewels, and what were clearly gilded bones. Gift shop, Jinx. I think you raided the reliquary, Vi said. What's a reliquary? Where they keep the stuff that belongs to a bunch of holy dead guys, I replied. Still not sure why she wasn't dead. Like saints and shit. Saints are holy dead guys? Jinx cackled at that. Well, I made a lot of saints back home, huh? Not like... Ugh. Vi turned and put up her fists. Look, Jinx, even if you take all of us out, this place is surrounded, and Cupcake's got a bead on every single door and window. You're done. Jinx raised an eyebrow. Wow, really? Totally surrounded? Completely, Vi assured her. What if I just blow out this back wall and go out that way? Jinx asked, nodding behind her. Even Top Hat can't shoot through a whole temple. There's an army back there, Jinx, Vi said. A real good one. Not even you've got enough bullets for that. A whole army? For little old me? Jinx's grin widened even more until it was that gut-wrenching rictus. 
Sounds like fun. Vi shook her head and bit her lip, then said, Why? Why what? Jinx asked. Why did you come here? She cried. Why did you make it come to this? This is the end for you. Don't you get it? You don't get out of this one. You've got nowhere to run. Jinx's rictus grin didn't fade. But she did seem to relax as she leaned back into the chair. As she did, Vi couldn't help but stare into those chemical eyes of hers. Shimmer eyes. They reflected all of the horrors that had been inflicted on her little sister in her brief life. Jinx, Powder, should have grown up a happy, normal little girl. She should have gone to school and made friends and fallen in love. She hadn't deserved to go insane. This wasn't how it was supposed to end. I'm begging you, Jinx, I whispered, even knowing it would be in vain. You're pinned. So give up. You really got me surrounded, huh? Jinx asked, still grinning. Yeah. Whole army? Two of them. Cupcake, too, huh? Cupcake, too, Fi assured her. Jinx chuckled. And you want me to just, what, throw down my guns, give up all my weapons, put my hands up and surrender? That about summing up? Sighing, Vi nodded. This was it. Finally, she'd have to live up to her last promise to Vander. She was going to take care of Powder. Once and for all. Maybe she'd be able to live with herself afterward, maybe not. Okay. Jinx dropped fishbones to the ground with a deafening clatter and at the same time disengaged her arm from Pow Pow. And the minigun crashed to the plush carpet. A bandolier of frags fell to the ground at her feet along with several flashbangs and smoke grenades. Zapper joined them a moment later along with a frankly disgusting number of knives. Then, still grinning, she stood up, held up her hands, and said, I surrender. Vi worked her jaw several times, then, after a moment of total stupefaction, finally managed to work a single word out past her gummed-up tongue. What? The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.